Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey guys. Hey, beautiful people. Hey, unicorns. How you guys doing? I'm feeling amazing. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of the Unicorn Entrepreneur. We are a community of women entrepreneurs who rebel against the status quo and dare to create the businesses, and the lives of our dreams, okay? And when we say rebel against the status quo, you know, average. We don't want that. (laughs) We want big, fat, juicy lives. On today's episode, I'm teaching you how to manage your sales process like a mouse, okay? Now, if you have a business, if you're a solo entrepreneur, or if you're managing a team, a small team, or even a a large team, you have a sales process, whether you know or not. Anytime you're conducting a consultation, anytime you are basically trying to close a deal in your business, whether that's with vendors, whether that is with potential clients, you are selling. Now, if you don't have a a sales process, we have, I did another podcast on, you know, selling. And you probably want to join my course or my private Facebook group because we're going to get all the way in there. I will tell you, this is my secret sauce. (laughs) One of my secret sauces. I am a beast when it comes to sales. I love closing deals. I close at a ridiculously high rate. We monitor the metrics and I have well above what's average, which is like around 20% more than triple that is my close rate. So that's just something that, well, number one, I think that it lends itself to some of my strengths, but also I have studied the art of selling. I have studied the art of selling and you should too. So sales is the lifeblood of your business. You need that. You need either to be able to sell your face off, close deals, or you need to hire someone and manage that person to do it. Now, my position is that you're always going to have to hire somebody because even if you're like myself and you're great at it, I don't want to be an essential part of the business. I want my business to be able to run without me necessarily being involved, even though I am involved. Okay. So either way, whether you're the salesperson because you're small and it's just you or you are hiring a unicorn or a dragon to be a salesperson on your behalf, it's important that you know the key performance indicators or KPIs, key performance indicators. 
in order to know what's working in your business and what's not working in your business. I told you guys last podcast that I am on a weight loss journey. I'm actually down two more pounds or two or three more pounds since the last time I spoke to you guys. I think I was down 17 then. I'm down 20 now. And tracking is key. I think anytime you're dealing with any kind of numbers, you have to track because how else will you know if what you're doing is working or not? <laughs> it's very simple. We're going to keep it very simple for you. You, do, you don't need to now see there's some people who come to me and I'm coaching and they, they want to met, they kind of buffer or over commit themselves to analyzing metrics and then it becomes a time suck. No, you just need certain metrics that you need to know in order to make wise decisions, in order to make informed decisions. As the CEO, as the boss, as the unicorn, you need to know what is going on. You need to know your numbers. You need to know your numbers. Um, if you are just kind of going um, by the seat of your pants and all that, you're not going to be able to replicate um, or scale as quickly as you would if you knew what the heck is working, what the heck isn't working. <laughs> if you're just because you don't know. And a lot, some things that I see that I'm not actually going to address in this um, episode is that people don't have an actual sales process, a sales script. And therefore, depending on how you're feeling, depending on if you're tired, what you're doing to close a deal is different. So it can't be replicated. Therefore, it cannot be taught to another person. You have to systemize it. That's a whole nother nother. But just understand, you can't just be doing it, you know, taking calls on your phone and you sound annoyed and it's different in one situation versus another. You should be recording with, with the PNC's permission. That's what I did initially. And the, the people I was closing, I kind of noticed certain things that were working and I created a script based on that. Now in my program, which I am working on, I, we do share my script and we also help you create one that works for you. Whether you're going to be the salesperson or you're going to hire one, you need to have a script. Because if you do hire a salesperson, and he or she is good or bad, but then they leave, you're not going to be able to replicate. I mean, it's very simple. If you don't close deals, you don't have a business. So you could be the most amazing, you know, fill in the gap and have the best cupcakes, the best legal services, the best whatever. You can definitely be the best of the best. And notwithstanding being the best of the best, if you can't close a deal, you will have no business, no clients, no financials. Okay. So a lot of you guys may have heard, if you listen to the podcast and you know my story, that I was a lawyer in New York, still am. And I decided to move to Florida because my grandpa passed away and most of my maternal side of the family is here. Some of my dad's side of the family is in Miami, whom I'm also close to. And when I was here, I took the, I, I moved in on October in February was the bar. And I didn't find out till like probably April, May that I passed the bar. But what I didn't know is that it was going to take a whole like, eight, nine months. It wasn't until September of that same year I was admitted 
So I had gone from New York making six figures at a firm that I was working at, which wasn't a whole lot of money in New York. It was just making six figures, not like, you know, multiple six figures. And it's a very expensive to live in New York, but I was very comfortable. I'll say that. And I came here and I was overqual. here is Florida. And I was overqualified for a lot of jobs because I had worked at that point for four or five years as an attorney in different capacities, making very good money in New York. So nobody's going to like hire me to like, I don't know, be a paralegal or something like that. They, I was applying and I was not getting like the jobs. So being the unicorn that I am, and I make cotton candy out of lemonade, <laughs> out of lemons. <laughs> so if you give me lemons, I'm going to make cotton candy and lemonade out of it. How about that? And so back in college, I used to bartend as well as waitress, uh, Dave and Buster's, um, Applebee's, Red Lobster. That's how I made my money. And so I started to, I got a job at the Red Lobster down here. This is after making six figures because I, that's, you know, I'm going to make a way. And I was like, okay, well, you know, what can I do to make money? At that time, I was seeing somebody, he was in sales. He told me he thinks I would be great in sales because he felt like I was very persuasive and a people person and all of the things. And I was just like, I've never done sales. I never was attracted to the idea of having a sales position because with sales, it's commission-based and that kind of gives me high anxiety. (laughs) So I never even, I I kind of understood that there was a commission and all of that, never had a sales job, never really understood it, but I was desperate. So I, you know, he, I actually took a job at the company he was working for and being who I am, I became obsessed um, with sales and study sales at nauseam. So I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and watch YouTubes about how to sell. I would read books, Zig Ziglar books about selling. I would record myself uh, multiple times going over a, the script. And how this job worked is like you just got basically paid straight commission, like very small pay that you can't, it wasn't even livable. And so I was going to like, you know, go out there, hunt and make a way, God and I. And long story short, I was only at the job for about four or five months, but I became one of their top sales person, um, persons. Um, it was a job where you sell timeshare and literally it'd be a 90 minute presentation. Really, I would probably be speaking with the person for about 45 minutes. And I was able to sell like vacation packages to people, but they would be like $30,000, $50,000, $60,000, things like that. And I was often the way it is, uh, at least at this job, they would have a list. So you would know if you were number one or number 20. And if you got below 20, you were like going to be cut. You weren't going to have a job. I was number one, two, three, one, two, three. It, I was so, I became really good at it to where, honestly, a lot of people started not liking me at the job. <laughs> I got a little salty, got a little tense there, but the top guy, actually uh, him and the second guy, when I say top, there's two teams. So I was in the front end and then there was like a back end person. So he was the top of the back end where they like signing the contracts, closing the deals, all of that. 
I was warming the customer up, setting it up, all of the things. So he was like the top guy. I think his name was like Roberto, Roberto or something. And he had me doing all of his deals. And um, I was on track to be in something called President's Club, which is, I think is the top 1% in, of the company. And this, is, this company is nationwide. So I was really, really good. And I think because of that experience and anyone who's in sales knows that that's a hard, the hardest kind of um, a sell to, to close, right? Because it's not like something someone necessarily needs. For instance, in my legal, in my law firm, I can't say people need an attorney, but they have a really urgent need because some people can, rep- you can represent yourself if you want to in a family law proceeding and even a personal injury proceeding. But a lot of people feel fish out of the water. They got served. That's called a hot or warm lead. It's much easier, should be much easier to close. A lot of times people were going to the time sharing presentation solely uh, for the purpose of free breakfast or whatever the company was promising these people a free two days at a hotel of their choice um, within the umbrella of this um, hotel chain, um, so to speak. So it's not a need. Is there, it's a cold, it's a warm, it's a cold lead. It's a cold lead, cold to warm lead, but it's not a hot lead. And it's also a very high price point. So going from that kind of uh, sales job, I was only there for about four months to selling things that people are more in need of, right? If you get served with papers and the other person is represented by an attorney, you're you're like, I need an attorney too, if you can find the money. Whereas I don't think anyone needs a vacation package or needs a timeshare. So I really cut my teeth in in a sales job, what we would say is the hardest kind of um, sales job in the business. And I was, I was in the top 1% of that. So I took that and that's one of my secret sauces and I'm able to use it in any kind of business you need to be able to sell. And that's what I'm teaching in my course. I'm going to go over five key performance indicators that you need to know in order to manage your sales process like a boss. My boss used to always say coffee is for closers. (laughs) Well, coffee is for closers. So you have to be able to close. If you can't do it, you have to be able to hire somebody (laughs) and know if they're good or not. So these are the things that you would look at to assess how your how your sales process is doing, how what's going on. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert your tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. 
you can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. Number one, the quantity of leads. It's very simple. So just to clarify, how many people, whether they're a a good quality lead or a bad quality lead, how many people, period, are contacting your business in a given month, a given quarter, a given year? That is your sales opportunity. Because knowing this number will allow you to know, do you have enough? people contacting. Um, If you only have five people contacting you in a month, then you know you have a marketing problem. (laughs) You have a marketing problem. If you have enough people, you know, I don't know, 100 people contacting you in a month, but your sales, your revenues, your conversion rate is still low, then we know you have a conversion problem. And to know this is also helpful as far as helping you to identify if there's a bottleneck in the system. So if there's a five-part sales process, right, you need to identify where things are going left, assuming you have enough um, people contacting your business. Two, how much each opportunity is likely to generate? Every time someone contacts your business, it's an opportunity. So it's good to identify which opportunities are likely to result in a high revenue for your business versus a low revenue. All potential deals aren't made equal. If a PNC may generate 30,000 to your business, and another PNC, PNC meaning potential new client, is likely to generate three, then you need to be putting more of your resources in the PNC that is likely to generate the 30,000. Number three, the quality of leads. Now, this helps you to identify if adjustments need to be made to marketing as well. So if you're getting poor quality leads, people contacting for services that you do not offer, or people who are not your ideal client. You should have an ideal client, an ideal customer avatar. And you know that your marketing is crushing it, is doing very, very well if you're getting a lot of your ideal clients. If not, you need to tweak your marketing. Are you balancing time invested trying to convert against the potential revenue generated? That's such a good question. Number four, velocity. Now, this this can actually be broken up into like 4A, 4B. So you need to know how long in the sales cycle is it taking your salesperson to attempt to contact the lead And then the second for B is actually contact the lead. In my businesses, I have a 
you have to contact this many times in this amount of days and document it this way. And after a while, we consider it cold. So you need to know how long. It's very well understood that the quicker you're getting in contact with your potential new client, the higher um, opportunity, the higher the conversion rate, essentially, the higher the conversion rate. If you notice that you're getting to people and they've already hired somebody else, you're taking too long. You have an issue as far as getting in contact with the lead. It leads in, in an appropriate time frame. Okay. Now, the fifth key performance indicator that you need to know is close rate. Close rate. How many leads are you converting? It's a simple formula. So you would take the number of leads that are contacting your office, so number one, and divided by how many leads you convert in that the period, the relevant period. It might be you're, you're assessing for a week, so then it would be a week. If you're assessing for a month, it'd be a month. If you're assessing for a quarter, it'd be a quarter. And that's going to give you your conversion rate. Now, uh, one of my salespeople asked me, well, does it count when people contact the office, but they're not asking for the for the services that we provide? It does count because it, it's how many contacts, period, not how many good quality contacts. These key performance indicators will let you know what you need to know to make the changes that you need to make like a boss. For instance, my sales process has been working really well. So I, I was able to actually even microanalyze different areas, the ones that I just now um, shared with you guys, like categories within categories. And I was able to uh, invest mo- the most money, marketing money, into the area that's working the most. And I was since I was able to identify the people who are converting at a, a high rate, we also make sure that we identify those people in the sales process, okay? So sales is math, guys. And I hope this was very helpful. This was a very practical episode. I... I tell you no lies. Anything that I come on this mic and I say, it's stuff that I have personally used and I've used with my clients and it works. I have made myself a guinea pig. Something that I've been journaling about and thinking about a lot, guys, is the fact that alignment, alignment is more important than metrics and process. What does that mean? I can give you the sales script, but you need to align yourself either with a mentor, whether that's a book like Zig Ziglar, a podcast like this, the Unicorn Entrepreneur course that's coming out, or other or a coaching company, because you need to be around unicorns. It's going to help you sharpen your knife, and then it's going to help you get to your desired destination more quickly. The areas of my life that have blossomed, I have aligned myself with the right people. I've aligned myself with the right principles. I have aligned, and that's when you see like exponential growth beyond what you can conceive. If you're not seeing the results, 
the alignment is off and the process is off as well. I just wanted to just drop that in your spirits. It was so fun talking to you guys and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Let's go get them unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.